Hi, this is Claire and this is the Secret Pregnancy series in the Sovereign Womb podcast. I am going to speak in this podcast, which is number 11, I think, in the series. I've had a break of a couple of weeks after having created quite intensively the first 10 podcasts in this Secret Pregnancy series. And I've been on a cosmic roller coaster, effectively, around the death of someone in whom my life was interwoven and whose garden I work on a mostly daily basis and in whose house I've been very involved in the last 13 years. And simultaneously, my, my stepmother who I've known and have lived, have lived with, lived with in the past for more years than I lived with my mother and have known her for longer than I knew my mother. Um, she has been descending into the what might be a, a final phase of her illness. And... Yeah, again, um, it's, it, that's one of the reasons I haven't been sharing much because there's just so much to share and too much to share and there are times where privacy is ab absolute paramount and the, the process is more important, far more important than documenting the process or even expressing around the process, the process is all consuming and all immersing. And there isn't any space to, to even reflect on it. Um, never the, nevertheless, there has been a lot of reflection in my, in my gestation. I'm in the fifth month now and still very harmoniously, simply, naturally, expansively gestating and going through my process, my unique, in inimitable, incomparable process, which every woman owns and has, and is the embodied, the incarnation of the Divine Mother in physical form. No, no less special or less divine, no more special or more divine than any other mothering plant, animal, mineral, human, as in the most divine, the most sacred. We are all the most sacred and the most divine. I want to add again here that I am 50 years, 50 cycles of the sun. from conception myself and I have had a, a very colourful creative life. Uh, I've lived and worked in multiple cultures and had a lot of quiet and 
slightly more dramatic adventures in my life. And I've healed myself from a state of extreme discord, poverty, fear, contraction, chaos, friction, grief, illness, very significant illness, into the freedom of living in gift and into the freedom of my fertility and self-expression, absolute. And as such, I'm able to speak with full authority, full sovereign, sovereign authority about what this is, what, what gestation is, what na nature is, what our true nature is, and what is natural, what, what is true authority. And also, I'm in this very particular phase where I'm near the point of not being able to hide. We're having a period of very good weather just now and it's very warm during the day. So the, the heavy winter jumpers, sweaters and wool layers aren't quite as necessary and therefore I'm very near to being publicly visible as opposed to just talking privately and secretly here. And that's a, a very significant step because my first months, if you've listened to the beginning of this podcast, my first months, part of my reason for sharing through a podcast medium like this via decentralised platforms was the need to express and be witnessed and to share with those who are aligned with me, those who are really interested in the art of life and the sovereign womb and the truth about pregnancy as an expansive, healing, evolving, cathartic, transformative process, an expansive process, an orgasmic and ecstatic process. But at the same time, I, I was holding a, a great fear around being not, fe not feeling ready sufficiently, not feeling sufficiently protected or stabilised or immune to what I know to be the wider typical view of, quote, a woman my age, unquote, and just the, the mythology around pregnancy that's accepted as, quote, the norm, unquote, um, that's something that I know to be, I know in my highest self to be profoundly toxic and limiting and self-fulfilling um, what we think does manifest in our bodies, what we're told to believe does manifest in our bodies until we get to a point where we choose to think and learn and know for ourselves and that creates a completely different reality but these realities can sit side by side in fact they do sit side by side they sit in a layered process where there's the, the three-dimensional then there's the four-dimensional and the five-dimensional and so on up the scale 
and we already are multidimensional creatures, not in a fantastical or abstract sense. The fantastical abstract is the world of the 3D that is telling us that we're only 3D. We're only the physical, the material. That's the nature of materialism, which is at the heart of consumerism and the consumerist model, which runs through everything, education, law, health, etc. Us consuming ourselves, us consuming the world, the world consuming us, us being consumed by our bosses and our work and our medicine, in inverted commas. So, living multidimensionally and experiencing the world multidimensionally isn't about negating the 3D. It's just saying that there's a lot more to reality than the 3D. Whereas the view that we're only material is, is very control, very against the truth, against life, against what our true nature is and what we have the potential to, to thrive as. So it is a, a heck of a strange world to be sitting in and working through and participating in when we know that the language, the customs, the norms, the electricity bills, the legal notices, the straw man or paperwork is all effectively a, a manipulative dream spell, a negative dream spell, something that is taking something from us and giving us pennies in return, taking the, the treasures, the great treasures and riches and jewels of our beingness and returning pennies to us, little chocolate coins melting in the sunshine. Yeah, there's, there's so many ways that I've been feeling into what is my purpose on, on this earth. I know what my purpose is as Gaia Sophia, in Gaia Sophia, alongside in symbiosis with Gaia Sophia, the wisdom of this extra planetary consciousness, this planet plus consciousness, and of our collective human conscious. But I see too that there's this whole other process and motions that we have to go through whilst we're here because that's the language everybody else speaks and that's what they think is real. So in a, in a sense, we have to, if not humour them, at least talk from where they are, talk anchored in what they are, but not limited by it like anchored in the language and anchored in the limitations of what they see and just keep offering. You know, there's a, there's a door into a wider world. Here's something that will ease your pain. This is something that will relax your mind and your body. 
This is what you can do right now, even when it seems like there's no other options. This is a very simple solution here right now. Take this, you know, have this as a gift. And of course, the, the linear mind is so focused on solution, solution, as being like a trick, a transaction, a, a number that we need to put on things. Just like the pregnancy in, a, in the norm, again in, in inverted commas, unquote, pregnancy as a medicalised state of being is it doesn't relate in any way to what the real process is that can unfold when it's unfolding and gestation is ultimately this gateway this gateway into seeing the divinity of life and knowing the divinity of life through our whole holistic sentience. Um, it really does take a lot of courage to, to be that and to stand in the gateway and be the gateway. And I want to witness myself, my own courage in doing this. And my releasing of the mantle, the releasing of the heavy cloak that says that I can't do it or that I'm endangering myself or my child by doing something on my own, by trusting my instinct, by doing my own research, by knowing that I know best. Sometimes, and I, I see this in I have seen this in multiple folk who I've known who are near their own death. I've maybe seen it in hindsight or I've seen it actually vividly in front of me with my waking mind. But being pregnant, I'm so much more alert to my own senses and able to read the fabric of the universe so much more clearly. And I'm able to see that there are specific eddies and whirls that go on before a person dies, but specific <clears throat> expressions by the person before they die <clears throat> of them wanting to let go and letting go on one level but then grasping on another level and that again is the nature of we we die how we live we birth how we live we birth how we think we birth physically how our body is trained physically to be and we play out patterns in birth and death and life and love but Birth and death are, might be seen as the great polemic. They're not really a polemic. They're just the parentheses. They're just brackets on the side of something, on e either side of something which is called a life, but which is an inalienable continuum that begins before us being conceived in, in Vergolette, in 
um, inverted commas and us leaving in inverted commas. But really, that those parentheses are simply a, a symbol that we use to delineate something that can't that can only be limited by delineating it, by marking it, just in the same way that the reason and the truth that I know about a gestating sacred pregnancy and a sovereign womb is that any measuring or calibration or punctuation or grammar or negative phraseology or incantations or presumption of authority would be limiting the vastness, the, the unlimited nature of my experience. I recognize very clearly, particularly having lost someone close to me recently and particularly going through the process of watching someone that I know moving away from life, from movement, from vitality, from functionality and health. especially in the, this very lucid state of being able to observe and feel in my own sentience, even without speaking to this member of my family who I'm very close to, who I've grown up with, who I've known for decades and decades. Even without being in their presence, I am very clearly receiving gift download information, resolution, release. <clears throat> and in fact, I'm probably processing more than, than she is herself. And, and I don't mean that in, in any sense, in a superior way, in an egotistical way. I just mean that I'm in a very dynamic process and I'm very conscious of the process I'm in. And as I've observed in many folk who are near their own, the end of their own life or who are in a very dark phase of, of illness, the, the dissociation and the clinging onto the heavy mantle of culture and of habit and of what they see as norm <clears throat> is, is really unavoidable because the mantle is not different from them, it's seen as them, their identity. They identify so much with the mantle, the heavy, heavy coat filled with words and spells and tricks and toxicity and sugar and caffeine and confusion. It's like weighing them down so they can't feel anything outside the body. <clears throat> the, can, the skin can't pick up subtle messages from the water, subtle messages from the air, the elements. But again, this sacred process of moving through 
pregnancy at this stage of my life when I've had multiple pregnancies and multiple conceptions before now and they've never come to fruition. A child has not come out into the world through me yet. The exquisite beauty of being fully in the process is such treasure and such release, such owning of the treasure, possession of this treasure, gift of the treasure, and yet such release at the same time. The true treasure being completely weightless and materialless, being simply energy and love. And everything else, the release of everything else, the mantle, the words, the incantations, the dark spells, the obligations in inverted commas, the norms, the problems, the symptoms, all of that falling away and falling away, the, the lightness of being and the, the vitality of being and the power of the mind and the power of the emotions everything seeming to take on crystalline form. There is no greater gift than life, in, in fully in life and creating life. That is the ultimate. Snake biting its tail, the ultimate. Unifying force, the ultimate oneness of the symbol of eternity, the eight on its side. And again, it's, I'm not saying that from anything other than the deepest truth which has been occulted and denied and which is being so methodically stolen from women through all these hooks that are set into her skin, her brain, her yoni, her womb, her ovaries, her kidneys, her heart, her skeleton. All these little hooks that pull her that direction, pull her out of the life that she's meant to be living. <clears throat> the absolute uniqueness. The absolute uniqueness of her divine self radiating outwards in perfect imperfection just like a plant does, just like a tree does, just like an animal does. So there are so many layers to what's going on just now and I'm trying to transmit an overview of it, but also honouring the need for aspects of it to remain private, to remain mine, fully my own, and integrated, not given away, not confused with others' stuff, not presumed to be for the public or presumed to be for family or even for partner or for good friends or and so on.
the wholeness of being in the private and being in beautiful solitude, being in nature, being in the bath, meditating on a plant, listening to the sounds of the waterfall and the birdsong outside, looking at the blue of the sky, just looking at it. The riches of that, the riches of not being in any schedule or any other form of not measuring myself, kind of forgotten what month I was in. And I occasionally put my mind into the little map of numbers counting from the day, maybe from the last day of my last bleeding. But even that wouldn't make sense because I've been bleeding throughout my pregnancy. Even putting my mind on my ovulation date. But who knows when we ovulate if we don't have a steady 28-day cycle, which is a norm, but it's not a given. Um, I'm not measuring even by lunar cycles or by numbers. I just occasionally put my mind into it and feel what does that feel like. And it feels like, it just feels like doing something for somebody else that isn't what I want to do and doesn't interest me. And ultimately, is really for somebody else to annoy me or cause me, cause me bother. And it, it's kind of like the equivalent of sitting on the balcony in summer without something covering my legs. It's like exposing a limb and just watching the mosquitoes bite. And that's not something I would do. That would just be silly. When the mosquitoes are out, I'll be having a, a full covering on my body. And, or sitting in, in an exposed place with a fresh breeze. Or a breeze. Breeze isn't always fresh in the summer here. But the point being, I wouldn't be just sitting passively, exposing myself to insect bites and not doing anything about it, just watching it happening. And that, to me, is, is a good metaphor for me. It's not necessarily everybody's metaphor, not everybody's in the same place. But that certainly is a good metaphor for me around being measured in any way or measuring myself, or tracking myself, or surveilling myself in any way. So, what I'm doing in that time and energy, with that energy, with that focus, instead of being focused on honing in on things that are ultimately just going to cause me to be bitten, and just going to cause me bother later on, Focusing instead on the, the power that is in this moment of the moment unmeasured, the power of the breath. Simply observed, simply witnessed, not pulled or pushed or counted. It allows also the body to be whole, not just to be whole as in have a oneness to it 
but to be whole as in the mind, body, spirit, cosmos that we're not separate from and we're, we can't be alienated from. And if we do feel alienated from, then it's just because we've been tricked into thinking a certain way, polemicizing our thoughts, getting entangled in controversy and confusion, cloudiness and doubt. But all of that, again, we can just put this down at any time. All of it, just put it down. And we really do need to put it down if we're going to get to any kind of form of peace, any kind of form of harmony within ourselves and in our life and work and health in particular. So yes, being in a space where I'm not being measured and I'm not calibrating myself and I'm not surveilling or checking things or ticking boxes. It's, it's hard to transmit to someone who is in a box is, and is checking the boxes and filling in the forms. It's hard to explain what it is that happens when we leave the checking of boxes, the certifications, the external authority writing on a pad for us. It's hard to explain that it, it's not just that you feel more relaxed. <laughs> It's not just that you, you comprehend your true identity. It's not just that the vital force starts to move so much more freely, which means I have access to more energy and wisdom, inspiration, solutions, ideas. It's not just that I have access to more of all of that, but Dare I say, I have access to all of it, all the solutions, the right solutions, the right solutions in the right time, in the right place, and the path that leads to them freely. It's very hard to explain that to folk who live inside boxes and who insist that they need to be rushing and that they need to be on a treadmill or behind a, a grid, a fence or arguing with their neighbor or eating sugar or taking chemo or having an organ removed because the doctors told them they'll die if they don't. Sounds kind of perverse. All of it is perverse. But when we're in the the form that has been given to us rather than the, the true form of what we are, we'll defend it to the end. We'll be committed to it to the end until we drop dead or fade away. Unless we start going in the other direction. And yeah, I think especially pregnancy is a very difficult dream spell to get out of because of how sentient we are, how if we step in the wrong direction, we become so much more vulnerable. If we step in the right direction, we become so much more powerful. 
but vulnerable, vulnerability and power shouldn't be a polemic, like they shouldn't be separate from each other. The power de depends on us being fully vulnerable, asking for help where we need it, letting go of what is built up in this because we don't need to carry it anymore, which in turn returns our strength. Letting go of our emotions, letting them flow freely, which means that we need an outlet for them, an art or a partner or a family or community or an activity. But being fully outside of all of that, when we gestate, when we get into conception, it's not a it's not a given that we start to give our power away. It's not a given that we would allow any authority anywhere near us. If we knew the psychosis of that authority and we knew that that authority wasn't a real authority, wasn't really there to hold our hand towards health and guide us towards vitality and freedom and orgasmic birth. When we know what the true, what our true nature is, and we're free in that true nature. There's no attraction to that. It holds no attraction in any way or shape or form. But yeah, when when one is not fully in sovereignty, there will always be a the first problem that arises or the first feeling that arises, not problem, but feeling, there'll be an automatic gravitation towards looking outside of self for the answer. And yeah, again, it's it's really hard to talk about what what that what sovereignty really is. It just to somebody in the contraction of mainstream, a person defaulting to going within and asking what the solution is seems like a, a crazy thing. They might actually pathologize it to the extent that they would call somebody crazy because they're self-referencing and because they're asking for divine guidance and because they are choosing divine guidance as the way. But again, that's simply an illustration of how limiting the mainstream mind is and how unhelpful it is that it would try and intrude on a sovereign person, a sovereign being, being, <laughs> a sovereign one being. But again, immunity. I keep coming back to the theme of immunity and how immunity is so much bigger than the so-called immune system, in inverted commas, which again is a really silly label for something that cannot be alienated from the body, cannot be taken out of the body. It includes the atmosphere of the synapses in the brain, the energy and the spontaneity of them and the vitality of them, being able to connect and fire and then that being able to be translated down into front lobe thinking and reflected, expressed through 
word, sound, emotion, up from the heart, the lungs, the back of the throat, across the tongue and teeth and lips. The immunity is everything and it can't be separated just in the same way. The elements can't be separated into four or five different elements or a table of 52 or whatever the number is. They should only ever be separated and described if the intention of that description is to make our conscious relationship with them better. And for the most part, that isn't what happens when we break ourselves down into body, mind and spirit, or rather, should I say, just the mainstream body and mind, and like conveniently forget that spirit exists. The powerful channeling of being in gestation doesn't allow that separation if we don't go and subscribe to it and feel obligated into it. The beautiful, beautiful truth of oneness with all things, of oneness of mind with all minds, wonderful one, oneness of body with Gaia Sophia, with the earth, with the elements, with nature, oneness with water, even in the bath. All of that is, it just naturally flows in. The knowing, the consciousness that we are one, it's not something I have to meditate on or, or criticize myself, worry about why am I thinking that and thinking I need to think about separation because I need to fit into this community and into society and take a position, a stance. The oneness flowing in, the ease of activating immunity, the ease of moving around in the world, finding what we need, moving away from what we don't need, releasing the contractions. It's pretty fucking miraculous. And it seems to accelerate in its miraculousness every day. It seems to be more and more miraculous. And the only way we can really express that is, yeah, making an occasional podcast about it, painting about it maybe. Like we can only really show it by the expression of it through us, by standing as a hale and hearty, healthy, wholesome 50-year-old with good skin and healthy bowels and deep filled lungs and an open heart and mind and spirit and vitality. Just being that, just standing as that, expressing that, walking up and down the street, dressed in my hand-stitched clothing and expressing myself through my smiles and salutations and
greeting folk and connecting with them very directly and happily. Each of us doing that, like the world really does become mystical all by itself. It doesn't need any more from us. It doesn't need us to make podcasts or create courses or structures or governments or books even. Just needs us to be well and for that wellness to take its place in the world, to radiate outwards, to go about our business quietly and gently, happily. On that note, I'm going to go and eat something nice, like a big apple that was gifted to me by my, my beautiful Patreon supporter who popped round who's here for a couple of weeks and uh, popped round with a couple of big bags of groceries and just gifted them to me, some beautiful apples. Mm. Sacred geometry of fruit, gifted rather than bought, delivered to my door by a loving friend, so perfect. And very different again, very different from going out and working, doing something that would be a strain and under some authority and paying tax to some government that would then siphon off my energy for the day and coming home and going to the shop at the weekend to buy an apple. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different thing, living in gift. Very different thing, being in sovereignty. Very difficult thing to explain, but very simply just is and is just perfect. And is divine, is sacred and mystical, and beautiful. So, releasing merit gained, accepting gift from you. If you'd like to support my work, if you'd like to support more of these podcasts, please do see my website, clairegayasofia.com, Claire, C-L-A-R-E, Gaia, G-A-I-A, Sophia, with a P-H. And... You can see there how to gift and how to connect with me. And you can see my art and find connection to my Patreon and social medias and decentralised social medias, podcasts that I do. I, I look forward to receiving your gift, blessings, love, all good things, birdsong, and waterfall ambience to you, healing and perfection. Ciao.